Coming up on 5-Minute News. Trump threatened Pence to overturn election despite knowing it was illegal. January 6th panel invites Ginny Thomas to testify. And European leaders visit Ukraine with renewed hope of EU membership. It's Friday, June 17. I'm Anthony Davis. Former President Trump pressured his Vice President Mike Pence to overturn his 2020 election defeat despite being told repeatedly it was illegal to do so, aides to Pence told the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6 attack on the US Capitol yesterday. Members of the Bipartisan Select Committee said Trump continued his pressure campaign, even though he knew a violent mob of his supporters was threatening the Capitol, as Pence and lawmakers met to formally certify President Joe Biden's victory in the November election. The nine-member committee has used the first three of at least six public hearings this month to build a case that Trump's efforts to overturn his defeat amounted to illegal conduct far beyond normal politics. The certification vote on January 6 had become a focus for Trump, who saw it as a last-ditch chance to retain the presidency, despite his loss at the polls. Mark Short, who was Pence's chief of staff, said in videotaped testimony that Pence told Trump many times that he did not have the authority to stop the vote certification in Congress as the Republican president sought. Gregory Jacob, an attorney for Pence, said the main proponent of that theory, attorney John Eastman, admitted in front of the president two days before the attack that his plan to have Pence halt the procedure would violate the law. Eastman had argued that Pence could reject results from certain states if he thought they were illegitimate, giving Republicans in those states an opportunity to declare Trump the victor despite the actual vote count. Yesterday it was revealed that John Eastman had asked for a presidential pardon to protect himself from prosecution. The House Committee investigating the insurrection at the Capitol has asked Virginia Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, for an interview, the panel's chairman said yesterday afternoon. Thomas, a far-right conservative activist, communicated with people in President Trump's orbit ahead of the attack and also on the day of the insurrection, when hundreds of Trump supporters violently stormed the Capitol and interrupted the certification of Biden's victory. The chairman said her name could also come up at some point in the panel's hearings that are being held throughout June. Earlier in the day, Thompson and committee vice chair Liz Cheney had both said it was time for her to come in voluntarily and provide testimony after investigators discovered information that refers to Thomas, known as Ginny, in communications they obtained leading to John Eastman, one of Trump's lawyers. In response, Thomas told a conservative news site on Thursday that she can't wait to clear up misconceptions, suggesting she would comply with a request to testify. Meanwhile, a California doctor who is a leading figure in the anti-vax movement was sentenced on Thursday to two months in prison for storming the US Capitol, where she delivered speeches to rioters during the mob's attack. Dr. Simone Gold founded America's Frontline Doctors, a bogus group known for purveying COVID-19 misinformation. 
The judge told Gold that her anti-vaccine activism wasn't a factor in her sentencing. The leaders of Germany, France and Italy, all criticized in the past by Kiev for support viewed as too cautious, visited Ukraine on Thursday and offered the hope of EU membership to a country pleading for weapons to fend off Russia's invasion. Air raid sirens blared in Kiev as the visit by French President Emmanuel Macron, Germany's Olaf Scholz and Italy's Mario Draghi began, with the leaders touring a nearby town wrecked early in the war. After holding talks with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, the leaders signalled that Ukraine should be granted European Union candidate status, a symbolic gesture that would draw Kiev closer to the economic bloc. Schultz said Germany had taken in 800,000 Ukrainian refugees who had fled the conflict and would continue to support Ukraine as long as it needs. Ukraine belongs to the European family, he said. On the battlefield, Ukrainian officials said their troops were still holding out against massive Russian bombardment and described new progress in a counteroffensive in the south. But they said battles on both main fronts depended on receiving more aid from the West, especially artillery, to counter Russia's big advantage in firepower. Macron said France would step up arms deliveries to Kiev, while NATO defence ministers meeting in Brussels pledged more weapons for Ukraine while making plans to bolster the US-led military alliance's eastern flank. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.